emotions are triggers for the mind field amidst the mind. They can set off almost instantaneously and can detonate on the slightest inconvenience. Here's a story on how I've battled against these deadly devices of my mental scape, my elusive emotions, and my gargantuan expectations from life and the living. Enjoy. Hello everyone, welcome to Culture Talk. This is your host, Cultured Kun, and welcome to Season 4. Season 4, we're discussing self and breaking down the idea of individuality and all the facets that build up the model that is self. Who are you? Who am I? Who are we? As a society made of individuals, filled with different characters and creations and all sorts of conundrums, I wanted to look more minutely at the lens of self and take a walk down the lane of introspection. And so today I'm going to talk about self-control. Let's talk about self-respect, talking about self-love, self-worth, and so on and so forth. But more importantly, I wanted to talk about the management of self. And this is something personally I have struggled with. I think it's something we all can relate to. I mean, yes, while experience is subjective, you know, certain experiences are collective. And I think the struggle to gain control of one's demons, so to say, is definitely a lifelong struggle. And I'm at a time right now where I'm not feeling greatest, not happy. Not that I live my life by the metric of happiness, but I'm at a point where I've been on autopilot. And I think this has been the case for a long time. So for as long as I can remember, you know, there's been a working model internalized by me, a mainframe, so to say, character or software, which I've acted out. Good boy, obedient, listen to what is told, obey, so on and so forth. And certain times there's been cracks in that character, or should I say caricature? And that's not to say that in playing the role, I wasn't being true to myself. But I think in playing that role, I was certainly diminishing some of my deeper held values. So most recently, I've let loose on a lot. And this is publicly, so I'm not going to name names, but there was an event in which people got to view me on the fullest display of my emotions and I think that battle between emotions and expectations definitely reared its head and it definitely was not a sight for sore eyes you know there were people who took snippets snapshots of that moment and summarized that this person is all bad or this person who supposedly presented himself as good isn't as good as he presents himself and generally speaking that's how the case is no one is as good as they seem nor are they as bad as they seem we're usually somewhere in the middle and within that we push towards the extremes as far as defining others because in relation to us their extreme 
maybe my middle and my middle maybe the extreme and just has to do with that again subjectivity of experience and you know for those people who've gotten the chance to experience me love dislike loathe or whatever you know they all have a certain flavor and the aftertaste i can't speak for because different people get different versions of me and i believe we're constantly evolving and you know at times managing my own expectations of self with regards to my dealings of other people has been difficult because obviously as you're entering the world of men or women you have to negotiate on a daily basis you negotiate your emotions you negotiate your expectations and generally speaking there's a level of compromise which is always present and i've found myself compromising a lot more than i'd like to so i've been more so on the generous side of offering up the good parts of me and keeping locked away the darker sides and unfortunately when that exhaustion that fatigue that stress accumulates an explosion happens it's like when heat is transferred to water or the water boils eventually the kettle will have to release that energy and there's that release of steam or pressure compounding in a volcano will eventually need to release and that results in magma coming out and so forth and so on and so my situation had definitely been a build up i think it was a result of a build up and it was a steady slow coming to reality i think there was definitely pockets or moments when i gained consciousness of how i was acting but i think the emotional brain took over because generally we all try to act in accord we all act in alignment to where we are to the people we're with and we play the rules of the game set and as an individual i broke the rules and i've been punished for them and more specifically in the public domain it's difficult for me and has been difficult for me to come out and confront the situation because obviously there's apologies for me to render publicly and privately and um unfortunately i'm in a situation where i'll have to apologize for certain things that i don't remember now if you imagine how difficult that is to show remorse or to be contrite about something you have no recollection of and it almost makes you seem insincere to the victim of your crime so to say and yeah i had said and done some things which weren't honorable which weren't admirable and which weren't respectable but i think for me it was an emotional reaction birth from a place of pain and obviously people on the receiving end of the pain have caused them couldn't care less to gain access to my pain or to the efficient cause of the chaos but just to provide context as to further discussion of expectations versus emotions i think oftentimes when hurt people hurt other people is the expectation that we live in a world of pain and so in dealing with one another it's trading one's pain for another so someone's pain from the past for someone's pain for the present someone's pain for the present for someone's pain for the future and unfortunately this comes in the exchange of ideas the exchange of information and oftentimes results in conflict and conflict unfortunately is in the greatest or at least physical conflict or violence so to say in exactly the greatest resolution 
to chaos. And oftentimes, you know, when, or at least in my case, when I've encountered certain individuals who want to delve into that realm of violence with me, the rift that separates us only grows larger. Because even if, so to say, you want to handle things as men, unfortunately, many men aren't able to swallow defeat. And I don't mean that as a banner of boasting or to brag, but generally in life, nobody wants to be on the receiving end of an L. And certainly for me, I'm horrible with loss and defeat. I've gotten better with accepting those things gracefully, but, you know, tolerating disrespect and it escalating into a fight of violence and losing a fight, you know, I've never been able to handle that. And that's why whenever I do get into cases like that, I fight like it's life or death. And I'm referring to the instance in which I was involved in which the anxiety, the panic, the pressure, the performance on my end was literally staked on life or death odds. And I think I'd been taking that approach to life. So with the podcast, a lot of the time I'd be losing sleep. And that's because I expected it to be to a certain standard. I expected it to be out on a certain day, not realizing what impact that had on my emotions and how our emotions govern our actions. And unfortunately, sometimes when you're fatigued of playing a caricature and your body gives up on that avatar, quote unquote, you're depressed, it can detract from the good work and the t determination you have. And I think that's what sort of plagued me with my inconsistency in certain actions and philosophies and in life as a whole is that mismanagement of emotions and expectations. And I think that's what our banner is, self-control. So living life, obviously we're responsible for each other, responsible for each other's safety, each other's accordance of goodwill, each other's reputation. And generally in life, we trade on those bases, the ability to socialize and for those of us that are antisocial end up being in prison those are the people who end up running on the law and starting this podcast was an adventure of truth for me and i believed in finding the truth i'd be better able to connect to others and socialize and to bridge the gap between the antisocial and the social and what i've found as i've gotten deeper into this journey of self-discovery and management and amelioration of obscenities and so on and so forth that, that is hard it is really hard it's really hard to set a course for your life and to follow it you know ever since birth i think i've had a million and one chefs trying to add to my dish and good bad or otherwise it's the reality i've lived you know there's been this pressure to perform pressure to do good to be good pressure to be the best or at least to do, offer my best which should be synonymous if not identical to the best and I found this in my academic journey you know pushing myself through school 
having that expectation of myself and unfortunately when life hits you in the face and you fail to meet that expectation your emotions take charge and you know as i mentioned before your emotions and expectations are tied together and so when certain things don't meet your expectations there's an emotional impact and when certain things affect your emotions they alter your expectations and i found that you know having high expectations of oneself is not easy especially in a world which is constantly changing it's dynamic and it's diverse and you know dealing with that frustration bottling up as a as a kid and having certain outrages or violent outbursts have been really destructive and i think it's something a lot of us don't talk about you know being in these high pressure environments whether it's at home school church work environment and having to not only deal with the strain and stress of constant self improvement and the battering you give yourself to better oneself but also having to internalize or trying to filter through the information overload from your surroundings whether it's mother father brother sister cousin friend foe teacher and not knowing what's pure and what's poison not knowing who to trust and to keep at a distance having difficulty discerning who actually has your better interests at heart that is definitely something you know I've struggled with because a lot of the time people who will sing your praises when you're high are the same that won't commiserate you at your low the people who actually celebrated your loss and due to recent events people have revealed themselves to me so i'm thankful for my outburst i'm thankful for the things i did and you know with regards to apologies and contriteness and resentment and regret yes i am regretful for the external circumstances for the events that took place outside or as a result of my actions I am regretful for the collateral damage I'd cause to others who were trying to hone in the good in me and others. But I'm also thankful that my actions allowed others to express themselves in a manner in which they ordinarily wouldn't. because people have this tendency to kick a man when he's down and i think it's important to take note of those who kicked you when you're down because when you get back up i don't only believe that it's your duty but it's your responsibility to show them otherwise remember their faces and remember their names and whether you choose to act revenge or whatever is up to you but personally i'm not one to trust those who depart in times of darkness and i think that trusting is having to to realize that i'm battling with myself constantly every day because i can't depart from myself in darkness i have to integrate the monster you know being capable of what i am knowing we all know our limits we all know that the monster in our head or may, perhaps maybe the monster within us is a lot more terrifying than the monster under our bed but it's a lot easier to 
divorce the idea of the devil, the idea of evil, the idea of all that is averse to good as an external image when really there is not only a depth of darkness but oftentimes a well of good and bad within us and certain people it gets tainted towards one or the other by the circumstances outside of their control and so where I am right now having been an autopilot having been battered and bruised by the betrayal of my emotions due to the expectations I had set for the people in my life I'm now at a point where I am actively recovering actively recuperating and actively reorganizing my mental model of the world and coming to a bridge of crisis i think has shown me those who really have it at my side i recall the time i had stuck my toe into the waters of the feminism debate the fourth phase third phase whichever phase of feminism we are at right now specifically the all men are trash and i think that's a classic example of expectations versus emotions so the prejudice and stereotype now everyone is entitled to their prejudice and the stereotypes because i had mentioned before experience is subjective it's not collective in as much as we all live life together we're all alone in it together we all go through our pains our tr- our struggles our strains on our own and with that being said many women have been subordinate to men that have been abusive to- towards them and are unable to distinguish men that are competent or confident from men that are narcissistic and manipulative and so the tendency is to put them all under one guy's red flag and to approach with caution now unfortunately that fear factor trickles down into their most basic relationships and that primary relationship of the masculine within them the yin and yang because we all a combination of masculine and feminine where not we may lean towards one or the other or interchange between but there is the presence of both and what i found with that that accepting of your own dark side accepting of the side which you're unfamiliar with particularly in that instance when i was outwardly expressing my honest opinions was the the receipt of backlash was so similar if not identical to the receipt of backlash I receive now the only difference is that now it has been undercut with this current of positivity of encouragement and it is humbling honestly for me it was humbling it was honor it was many things and more that i can't put to words you know and um this is a throwback to how i initially started my podcast as diary entries you know a ramble of thoughts strung together by central ideas and then connected cleverly towards the end to bring us to a justified mean but right now i'm really just trying to open up 
and relate to those who feel as though they have nothing under control or everything they try to do goes south. You know, whether it's a field you're applying yourself, school, business, exercise, fitness, mental health, change. You know, you feel like you're stuck in a rut. That's how, that's exactly how I feel right now. Of late, I've been having run-ins with the law. As I mentioned before, I've been drinking heavy, clubbing crazy. I've been really living an eccentric life, even though I definitely do not have the pocket power for that. (laughs) And... (laughs) it's it's been an interesting experience because i've gotten to see i've gotten to know one a side of myself that i had kept locked away for a long time and i think it is important to not only ingratiate but to integrate certain parts of yourself with the others because we have a self that we try to present to the world we have a self we present to our different circles and spheres in life and that's just that you know as highly complex social creatures we do what we got to do to Improvise, adapt, and overcome whatever obstacle we're presented with, whether that be a challenging emotional interaction or even worse, a physical interaction. And for me, I've been getting that late. Sorry, I've been getting that wrong of late. Apologies. I've been getting that wrong of late. And so I really just wanted to put it out there that, you know, it's okay to fail. I think I've found more comfort grown closer with myself in this time of solitude and isolation you know despite the outward eccentricism i think i'm quite subverted with my sayings my phrases and my philosophies and oftentimes i do speak in riddles not only to protect myself but also out of fear for getting lost in translation so speaking ambiguously has been my coping mechanism for that and I think that build-up of backlog of not being able to confront or to even just put out certain truths about myself, my story, my voice, and how it affects those around me bubbled up and burst on the various occasions when I had acted out of accord. And this is perfectly normal. I'm not saying it's justified. I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's inexcusable. But I am saying it is a human experience. And it's definitely been a steep learning curve for me. You know, being a young man going into a world of grown old men, I've been treated differently. And so a lot of the time when I'm conversating with my dad, he'll speak about management. Management of my relationships, management of my emotions, management of my expectations. And I think that management has more to do with temperance and my temperament towards my targets, whether it's how I want to be viewed or what I want to achieve, or even what people want to achieve from me, because at the end of the day, we do uh, trade, as I mentioned before, and reputation. And a lot of the times that currency is conversation, because information is investment, good or bad. And the return from it can either be spectacular or horrifying. And so even now, I'm taking a risky bet, opening myself up to the line of fire, to whoever will take time to listen to this. And for that, I just want to say thank you for your investment, for your time, for 
your acts of goodwill, your good favor, for those who care enough to ask if I'm okay, for those who've been inspired by what I've done and gone on to do great things. You know, I, I feel like self-control in as much as um, I've expressed it to be simply a battle of contrition between expectations and emotions, I think it also is largely influenced by factors such as class, creed, country. And I'm aware of that fact. You know, I'm aware that, you know, we all can't cope the same. We all don't view the world the same. We definitely aren't all strung from the same moral fiber. Heck, I know there's people with higher moral fiber than me that have better measures of self-control and very rarely have lapses in focus or control over their emotions, even when they're met with unsatisfactory results from their set expectations. And thinking about self-control and my lack of it or focus or my grasp on it really shook me to my core you know because I wondered how many of these pacifiers or coping mechanisms for my trauma have to do with the fact that I have unresolved issues like for one is it a loss of self-control if BS has been bubbling in the background and eventually the effervescence comes out to an extent where it's unpleasant to the eye, where I've been receiving a, you know, from the day I was born, different accounts on my father, my family, my grandfather, on the men, the myths, the legends, and their tales of heroism or in some cases, villainy. And having to deal with that image versus the image of father or the image of grandfather. And perhaps maybe I haven't taken enough time to meditate on the fact that perhaps I don't know them as well as I think I do. Perhaps my working model of who they are and how they represent themselves to me may not be factual or entirely accurate. Maybe there's space for adjustment. And likewise for them, hearing accounts of my acts of, let's call it misbehavior, maybe that cute, shrouded image of an infant fades into the distant past and perhaps now they have to paint a new picture from a place of pain which is again caused by their expectations underpinning their emotions towards me the expectations of how someone of their blood would act given the love the consistency the care the compassion which they have offered and you see, as I'm tying everything back to emotions and expectations, I've realized how deep-rooted everything we do is emotional and how much energy goes into motion 
based off how we feel. So whether that's rage going into a fist, sadness going into tears, jealousy going into panic or anxiety, distaste going into discomfort and the closing up of body language. And when I analyze myself in this world or analyze others and their negotiations with this world, I realize we are all wired up immensely with emotions. And there are certain trigger points which we all have to be wary of, especially now moving into the world we live in, at least the current world, which is vastly different from the world of the past. And I've learned that a lot more having had my run-ins with the law, you know, because a lot of people used to, I'm used to be hearing people glorify the past of how certain times men or women would have a dust-up, shake hands about it and move on. You know, but in instances where I have acted violently or out of character, you know, I'm faced with the threat of prison time or jail time for however long and just how those attitudes have changed even attitudes towards emotions and their management and their subversion and their packaging to the outside world I'm really intrigued by those changes and so even here as I sit waffling <laughs> I hope you take time to reflect and view in retrospect your reactions over your lifetime and think on the question emotions versus expectations which ones govern more control over your life do they work in tandem or are they in opposition to one another do either of them supersede the other or are they on par and I think really what this specific pod is about questioning and looking for the answers within bringing them out because in as much as we fill our tanks of knowledge from the outside in our bodies our spirits our mind our souls also register information which can be dug out from the inside and can be sown into seeds of success for the outside. Whether that be better management of emotions, better management of expectations of others of yourself, or even mitigating some of the malarkey said about ourselves to ourselves when we are there alone, deep in thought, staring at the ceiling, wondering why I'm in the same position every day. And so thank you again for those who listened to this. This was a different style of uh, episode. It was, as I said, 
reminiscent of the old days, a diary entry. And it's a real rough and raw cut of how I'm feeling right now. So for those of you that still care to listen, I hope you're all doing okay. Please message me after this. Tell me what you think. And then also, um, let's, let's catalyze that conversation about change. Let's, let's open that bottle of expectations versus emotions and see where it takes us. Thank you. Good night and God bless.